And it was just a mixture of not recovering properly, not eating properly, uh, not listening to my body, all of the, all of the above. Dizzons Radio episode 656 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, just want to... uh, to mention Energy Bits again, it's it's been a while since I've talked about Energy Bits on the show. Uh, great partner, great product, something that I'm, I'm definitely a fan of. And uh, you know, at this time of year, as this show comes out, right at the beginning of December, uh, you know, kind of zeroing in on the holidays and the New Year and all the festivities and the treats and the cookies and the uh, the eggnog and and all of the things that uh, you know we we, we kind of take in as treats at, at this time of year, uh, that the diet can kind of suffer a little bit. And you know, if you're like me and, and you could always use probably some more vegetables in your diet anyway, uh, this time of year it gets even more dramatic, the the need to have some green in your diet. And uh, while having, you know, having some, some more salad or some celery or some, you know, whatever, some some broccoli, some some having some vegetables is probably still the best opportunity or the best bet if uh, if if you know that that's just going to be a struggle for you. Like, I know it's going to be a struggle for me. Uh, grabbing some energy bits might be a, a pretty good alternative. Um, as I've talked about before, energy bits, they're, they're little tablets of compressed algae. They definitely taste green, but it's cool because you just take them down with a handful of water, so you don't really taste them. If you chew them up, they taste not the greatest. But if you, if you, if you swallow you know, swallow a handful with your, with your water in the morning or with some water at lunch or whenever, uh, you don't really taste them. And you get all the benefits of all the green, all kinds of vitamins, minerals, all all kinds of good things, uh, you know, by the handful. So uh, if, if your diet could use a little more green in it, uh, like mine can, uh, I would definitely encourage you to head over to energybits.com, grab you a bag or two, make sure you use the code DizRuns at checkout. That saves you 20%. It also, uh, you know, simultaneously throws a few shekels into my account as well. So you're helping yourself out. You're helping your wallet out. You're helping my wallet out. Uh, everybody's winning. So energybits.com, uh, use the code DizRuns at checkout and uh, hope, you, hope you are able to get a few more greens in your diet because uh, Lord knows I'm doing the same thing as well. So anyway, without any further ado, let's go ahead and uh, now dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, my uh, guest today is a lady that uh, hit the ground running for her first marathon and really uh, hasn't slowed down at all since. And in addition to her running, she's also a personal trainer, a running coach, and, and just kind of an all-around fitness junkie. And, and you'd know that if you follow her on Instagram, because that's uh, that's what she's got going on. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, having a fun chat today over the next uh, handful of miles with Miss Allie Felsenthal. So thanks for joining us today, Allie. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, certainly. Looking forward to it. And guys, if, if you uh, want to follow along with, with Allie, kind of some of the stuff she's got going on, the, the website, which is more of a kind of a personal trainer work kind of website than a blog, but you can check out information there, especially if you're in the, the New York area, which uh, is where Allie is located. Uh, runwithallie.squarespace.com is the website. And on Instagram, it, the handle is at runwithallie. And uh, in both of those cases, Allie has two L's. So A-L-L-I. So runwithallie, two L's, runwithallie on Instagram. And for the website, runwithallie.squarespace.com. 
And uh, as per usual, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes. So if you're out on the go, can't write stuff down, uh, forgot how to how to spell Allie, because that, that could that could trip you up a little bit there with the two L's and the one I. Um, head over to the show notes, disruns.com slash six five six. We'll take you right there. We'll have the links, the photos, all all the all the good stuff, all the things that we usually do in the show notes. Disruns.com slash six five six for today's episode. So Allie, the way we always start off uh, each episode is with the same simple question. Uh, and uh, it's it, I say simple because it's simple for me to ask. And for some people, it's pretty simple for them to, to answer. But uh, for some people, it, it really is a, a tough one to kind of narrow it down. But that's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Am I only allowed to answer one? I mean, let's let's start with one, but we can we can we can come up with a couple here as we go. Okay, cool. Um, so I would say my favorite distance to run um, would definitely be a half marathon. Okay. The reason being is because I feel like I could kind of like not sprint it, but I could, you know, race it and I know how I'm going to feel every time. Whereas a marathon, it's more like how you're feeling that day, regardless of how well you've trained and whatnot. So like anything could really happen. Um, you could get injured along the way, which is kind of scary and same with a half, but you know, if you're a marathon runner, which I am, um, you know, you know, you know how you're going to feel on a half marathon. You're usually training, uh, your training runs consist of 13.1 miles sometimes. Uh, so definitely, yeah, definitely a half. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, if, if you could have some other, other options, what else would you choose? Um, I love hitting the eight mile mark because for some reason I just get this runner's high when I run eight miles. I mean, maybe it's a mental thing. I'm not really sure, but me personally, uh, that's when I feel like I've gotten, you know, both a good workout and I've gotten a good run in. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that is, that is kind of that, that, that sweet spot where, you know, somewhere in that, that hour plus range usually is where, uh, at least for me too, you know, I, I don't know that for me, it's always a specific mile marker, but yeah, somewhere after, after an hour is like, all right, yeah. things are good. I'm warmed up. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Good. Good, good, good. Uh, so Allie, how'd you, how, you said that the kind of the, the half marathon is kind of where you got started. How, how did you get started in yeah. running in, 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 you know, specifically, I mean, was it as something, I'm assuming half marathon means you didn't really run much in, in high school, things like that. Cause not a, not a lot of high schoolers end up with the half marathon, although I've been surprised there's been a few, uh, but how'd you get started in this sport? So, uh, my story is very, uh, it's an original one. It's definitely (laughs) unique. Uh, but I will start with, you know, just from the beginning. So I actually was a swimmer. Um, and that's how I built up my endurance. I would say I swam for my entire life. So like basically all through high school, um, I was the captain of my, uh, swim team. I was on a club swim team. I almost went to the junior Olympics and then I kind of like lost my passion for swimming And in college, I just ran like very leisurely. I would just like go to the gym, run, run outside. Um, And then after college, I wanted to do a half marathon. So I did the Brooklyn half and I finished with a pretty decent time, you know, without any injuries. And I felt good. I felt really, you know, confident and like, yeah, I just did that. I just did a half marathon. Uh, So then, um, do you want me to go into like basically my marathon story? Like yeah, yeah, let's, everything. Let's dive into it. Okay, okay, cool. I love it. So <laughs> I do not recommend this from my personal <laughs> training bias standpoint or anyone that, that anyone should do this, but 
uh, I really wanted to run a marathon and for New York City, it's really hard to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where I'm based. So that would have that just is the easiest one for me to do logistically. So my coworker at the time when I was in corporate America, uh, because I was in corporate for six years before I was in the fitness industry, okay. um, she got sick. And it was around my birthday where she asked me if I wanted to run under her name. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I did it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I finished under four hours without, like, training or anything. Like, did not train at all. So, you know, I do believe that the ties to being an endurance athlete my Mm -hmm. entire life uh, and just being overall well-conditioned because that, you know, does keep you in good enough shape. Right. But then, you know, after that, I was like, okay, I have this new passion now. I like it. Uh, I had a work trip in L.A. And there was there happened to be a marathon in L.A. at the time. And so I signed up for that marathon. And during my work trip, I extended it so I could run it. And I dropped 14 minutes off of my time. Mm. And I missed Boston by 50 seconds. Oh, no. I know, I know, right? And at that time, I was like, I didn't even know what Boston was because <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't really a seasoned runner. I would mm. say I was just more like, oh, this is really cool. I'm good at it. Great. Uh, and I was very passionate about it. I still am. So there was one last race I could run that year to qualify for Boston. It was the Rock and Roll San Diego Marathon, mm-hmm. and I booked a flight ticket right away, signed up for the marathon, and. I flew there. Uh, my mom came with me. She's my biggest fan, um, you know, because she was kind of just like, okay, that was just really random. Uh, I ran the marathon and I dropped another 14 minutes wow. off my time, uh, finishing with a final time of 3:21, and I qualified for Boston by 14 minutes. Wow, that's yeah. that's quite the uh, the the first year of marathon running. Yeah, that, that was definitely the first year. And then so I ran I ran Boston. Um, this was like after like strength training, by the way, like after the first one, like I did light strength training. Um, and then I, I ran Boston and I matched my PR Wow. Um, that I ran like to qualify in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So that was 14 minutes uh, ahead of the qualifying time for my age bracket, which is 25 to 29. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Is- yeah. So so many things in that 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 I, I feel like I could I could ask questions on and pick apart, but that's I guess maybe the first and first and foremost is just I mean con- congratulations that's like you know thank you I, I'm 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 one of those those uh, runners that's that's uh, a little bit uh, a lot of bit envious a little bit uh, jealous where it's like God you know like I I I need to get you know a, a fair bit faster and another twenty years older to to kind of have Boston be something that's that's a bit more realistic at least at this point and you know here you are one of one of one of those one of those runners that uh, you know didn't even really know about it and just you know oh yeah I'm I'm that close well shoot let me let me book another one and see what happens and uh, and and take off but uh, it's still quite the accomplishment so congratulations thank you um, I also if you I want to add something like I want to like go like further into you know why basically I've changed my approach to marathon running Okay. and I I'd love to share it because I think it really will relate to your audience and relate to runners that are just starting out people that want to just start to run Mm -hmm. to the most elite athletes out there. Go for it. Um, okay. So I, you know, I entered uh, the fitness industry. Um, best thing I ever did by the way, 
So if you ever want to know more about that, just leaving corporate and going into fitness, uh, it's really, it's, it's hard, but if you're passionate about it, it's a hundred percent worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I entered, I was obviously, you know, very passionate about running. Right. So I was like running all the time and then training, you know, clients, getting my certification and just, I wasn't stopping. I wasn't taking a second for myself. I still have issues doing that. Uh, I have to like block out time to do that actually. Um, so this past year, like this past April in 2017, um, I actually pulled out of the Boston marathon Mm. because I injured myself and it was because I overtrained and it was just a mixture of not recovering properly, not eating properly, uh, not listening to my body, all of the, all of the above. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was, I was seriously in Dick's Sporting Goods wrapping my leg in K-tape, like no joke. I was convinced I was like, I'm doing this tomorrow. And then, (laughs) you know, I was just like, I I took a step back and I said, I said, um, this will make me a better trainer, coach, and athlete. If I take, take, like, take a step back, take myself out of this race and, you know, cause this is my career now, mm-hmm. like I am in fitness. So I did that. I watched the race start in tears, but it had a silver lining to it. Um, it made me understand the pain points that runners go through when they are experiencing pain and whatnot mm-hmm. and inspired me to help runners PR for themselves. So that's what I actually did this past, uh, a month ago. Wait, it's November. Just kidding. This month, (laughs) this month. month, Um, so I, I helped one of my clients now, uh, break four hours, which was his goal, like his, Mm. his lifelong goal, like bucket list goal, um, in a marathon. And that was at New York. That was the New York city marathon. Yep. Wow. Oh man! It, it, again, as as per usual, lots of, lots of things to go into uh, that, that I yeah, feel like I could yeah. I could dive deeper on and probably spend a full episode on on you know, each of these individual topics. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. see we'll see where this this leads us, and and certainly we'll leave a few stones probably unturned, uh, not uh, not on purpose, but it's just the way the the way that things work. Um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So so going back to to the original kind of getting into into running you know i i, I want to run this this half marathon and then let me let me run a, a marathon um and and kind of you know where the story started you mentioned that uh you think that the the swimming the, the fitness background had a big um impact on that and i certainly agree with that i mean if you had that that cardio base yes. there that then yep. it was just a matter of going out there and, and running but um i'm curious if you had any at least initially when you were first getting into running any issues with the pounding? Because I, I I've oh, talked yeah. to some folks that that have had a swimming background and really struggled when they you know switched to running, which obviously weight bearing, pounding, force load, all that good stuff. Um, and and what what kind of issues did you experience when you started uh, you know getting out of the pool and start running uh, for those first times in those, those early days? I love that you asked me that. Um, so you know. Of course, I got into running. I was one of those people. I ran like seven days a week. It was that's highly not recommended (laughs) at all. Um, For example, swimming is a great way to cross train or, you know, do something that's lower impact, like something like if you go on the concept two machine or just something that's not jamming on your joints Mm -hmm. um, like running does. Now, my entire running gait. And so for everyone listening, that's your stride. um, It was completely off. I was. Mm absolutely misaligned. So I was propelling off my right foot 
like more as in bearing weight more on my right than my left. So it kind of looked lopsided almost. Mm. And I was over pronating on like my right foot as well, which you never want ever. That leads to injuries. And that all makes sense to why I had piriformis syndrome and a quad strain, which was my injury. Mm. Um, So to backtrack to, you know, like, how like how did how did i like get my running form done or how like what was it like it was completely off completely and i didn't even realize it until i got injured to be honest Mm -hmm. with you well yeah because why would you if if nothing's if it's not broke everything must be right so you just keep going and and uh you know like you said you're you're all in so you're seven days a week and and how long did it take for the injuries to start to develop so this is interesting. So as I, you know, dove into like fitness as a profession, obviously, you know, I began to really like learn more about like the why and the science and everything began to make sense. Um, and wait, sorry, can you just repeat that question one more time? Well, just like, you know, if, if you had, if your gait was messed up and you weren't used to the pounding, I, I'm just curious yeah. how long it took for the injuries to, to show up because there's no way that you would know that yep. your gait was messed up until there was something wrong, really. Exactly. So, uh, you know, it was about a month before the race mm. that I realized something did not feel right in my in, in my right leg, like in my right, I want to say like upper thigh area, but mm. it wasn't that bad. And I, I just didn't listen to my body and I kept going. I kept training. I kept running. I didn't even get it checked out <laughs> by like a physical therapist or like someone like I just, you know, was being stubborn. That's that's a really great word. And I... Yeah. I mean, you know, I was very focused on my work. So like training my clients in addition to training myself. So yeah, it was, you know, mistakes happen. People right. are people. Right. Well, yeah. and, and you were, you were just being a runner. I mean, that's what runners do is like, eh, a little bit of a little something like whatever it'll, it'll go away or, you know, yeah. running, you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous when you're not in the, in the moment, but I've been, I've been there still in there once in a while where it's like, yeah, you know, it hurts a little bit, but whatever, like I'll just keep running and, and knowing that running is probably what causes issue. So running is probably not going to solve the issue, but exactly. it's, just, it's runner, runner logic 101 right there that uh, we all have fall victim to from time to time. Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh yeah, like many, like many hurts. It's fine. I'll just keep going. I have like three more miles. It's not a big deal. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then, and then I've got yeah. another, another run tomorrow and I'll, I'll be fine for that one too. And, and yeah, it's exactly it's a, yeah. a downhill, downhill situation from there. And it's downhill from there. Yeah. If you don't take care of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so you're getting into, you're kind of still staying back into, in the, in the time machine here a little bit, getting into running and, 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 really um sounds like enjoying it from from the get-go at least once some of the the you know mm-hmm. get some of the adjustments and, and figure out the the stride a little bit and and some of the aches and pains start to go away because your body starts to adapt to it were there ever any um moments maybe especially in that in that first first marathon that first new york or, or maybe even you know when you're out in la recently after that one um where it doesn't sound like it but i'm still going to ask the question where, where you just thought this yeah. is this is ridiculous because for me um i also went into my first marathon, um, maybe maybe not quite as undertrained in you, as you, but but certainly very much undertrained and not having the, the swimming background. So that makes a big difference too, of course. Um, but I went into it and it, like you know somewhere around 18, 19 miles. This is dumb. I will never do this again. Uh, <sighs> running sucks. Marathons are stupid. Yeah. People who run marathons are stupid. Um, and then of course you know here we are ten ten years later. I have a, a running podcast. I coach. I run. Like yeah, yada yada yeah. yada. Um, did you ever have any of those moments, or was it was it more or less love at first sight for you as it comes to running? 
Honestly, I'm laughing because when you say mile 18 and 19, every single time I've run a marathon <laughs> and every single time I see the 18 or 19 mile marker, I'm like, oh my God, it's so far. It's so far. Like, I, I think like, why am I doing this? But like, it's so close. Keep going. I've trained so hard. But like, you know, I'm like in my head, like, com- like conflicting with myself. Like, I, you know, it's yes. So I love it. But at that moment, no, not so much. <laughs> so even, even um, still, the, the, the conflict is there at that stage of the race. Yeah, yes, um, it is. I do want to say that having, you know, I guess I didn't even realize it. Swimming, yeah, it, it made me overall well-conditioned, and it built up that endurance. So being overall well-conditioned, like strength training and con- strength and conditioning is like imperative for every runner to actually, in terms of not only injury prevention, but performance too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's, that's something we can, we can dive into as well. I, I would love to talk more about that because I'm, I'm a big believer in, uh, um, what I call the little things, which is one of those oxymoron statements because, you know, doing the, doing the stretching and the foam rolling and the strength training and all that stuff is far from, from little, like it's, it's vital. That's not a little thing. Right, Come right. on. That's, I know. Are I know. you kidding? No. Foam rolling is not a little thing. Definitely. Definitely not. Um, and, and certainly it sounds like you've, you've, figure that out uh, maybe sometimes the hard way but but certainly you know you get around enough runners and st- start hearing conversations you're like oh yeah maybe I should try that too um, but before we get too much into that do you, I just have to ask do you, do you still swim or is, is that uh, just kind of a thing of the past for you so like competitively swim no but do I could I like get in a lap pool and swim yes I could do you? I actually was do I currently um I haven't in a while just because I've been you know, I've changed my training a little bit. I've been experimenting with, um, you know, other types of training. Um, no, maybe I should. I actually really want to do a triathlon. I was actually talking to one of my managers about this the other week. Well, that, that I feel like, again, from, from just throwing myself under the bus, I won't throw everybody else and say I feel like everybody's like this. But for, for myself, that swimming part is the piece that holds me back from dipping my toe in the triathlon water once in a while. So, you know, you've got, really? you've got that piece. Well, you know, it's like, like there's, a, there, and you have to be aware of this, that, you know, there's a difference between like, I can swim, but like yeah. swimming is, is a little bit different than like, I can get in the pool and splash <sighs> around. I can go to the beach and, and, sw- and swim, but like, it's not that constant just swimming is, is just, oh, like I just, yeah. that's, and it's like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just a quarter of a mile if it's a short triathlon or it's just a, a, a mile or whatever. Like, no, that's a long freaking way to swim. So yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's something that's, that's kind of, I don't even know if I would say it's on my bucket list. It's, it's out there. Like I wouldn't, I, I'm not, I've learned to never say never, but right now there's just not, not a whole lot of desire for me to figure out the swimming component enough where I could conceivably do a triathlon. To be honest with you, a lot of it is about the breathing. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and I mean, like I've never had really good any even even not good swimming lessons. So it's like I, I can I can and this is uh, you know a complete aside, but like I can swim and breathe. Like if I'm doing like a sprint, like I can do yeah. like one length of the pool and be fine. But try to like go at a at a conservative pace. And then my breathing gets all jacked up and I'm swallowing water and like, oh, screw this. I'm done. I'm getting out of the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you're a marathon runner. You have that mental toughness. You can't give up like that. Yeah. 
I, I mean, yes, you're right, but I've also, you know, I, I'm also a marathon runner that knows when I'm in over my my head in the pool, and so like I'll just continue to splash yeah. around and enjoy it and make it fun, and uh, yeah. maybe, maybe someday, like I said, maybe someday. I'll, I'll not say never, but uh, but we'll see where where it goes. But um, getting back to to kind of the, the fitness and and, and uh, you know the, the benefits, and like you said, not only um, that it, it keeps you healthy, but performance wise as well. Um, I'm sure you're you're I'm sure we're probably on the same page here about you know. A lot of us as runners know that we should do those kinds of things, but uh, a lot of runners don't necessarily prioritize um, the importance of regular strength training and, and, you know, again, going back to doing all those little things like I've talked about dozens of times on this show. Um, obviously, you have a, a, you know, now it's a profession uh, where, where this is this is your job is, is the, the, the strength training, the personal training, the, the coaching. Um, what, what's What's your... I don't know your your pitch, your take, your you know if some if a runner comes to you and is like yeah I know I should be strength training a bit more but you know insert excuse here how, how do you how do you kind of combat that and 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 try to to get it through um and our collective running brains that uh, you know this isn't just something that's that's maybe if you have time but something that is as important as making sure that you get out there for your 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 runs and your workouts and things like that. That's a great question. So if you know, someone, if, you know, if one of my clients or, you know, like someone I'm around says to me, yeah, I don't need a strength train. Like I could just keep running marathons. My first response would be is, you know, well, you know, how, how are you, how are you feeling? Like, have you ever felt any pain? Just like not, not trying to like aggressively like attack them necessarily or interrogate them, but I want to see what they have to say. Um, and most of the time people will say, yeah, like here and there, blah, blah, blah. And I'll usually ask where it's usually in their lower body mm-hmm. somewhere, right? Like knees, ankles, hips. Um, you know, so I say, you know, what do you do for that? And most of them are like, yeah, I stretch. But a lot of the times people don't really actually do that <laughs> right? Uh, because no one's holding them accountable to besides themselves. So, you know, actually being a personal trainer, it's been a blessing in disguise because I've experienced how actually important that is like for myself and now I could apply it to other people and show them mm-hmm. and like pay it forward almost. Well, no, actually pay it forward. So, <laughs> so, you know, um, for example, you know, I, if hypothetically, if I were to see, you know, someone at a marathon, I would just be like, Hey, um, here's a, here's a resistance band. Just try a few lateral band walks, which is like side to side band walks. Tell me where you feel that. And a lot of the times, most people feel that, you know, kind of in the back part of like their like glutes mm-hmm. um, and their like upper thighs. And they're like, wow, like I never really worked that part of my body. That like feels really good. And I, I, uh, my immediate response will be like, yes, well, this is where you need to strengthen because you're probably leaning forward and overcompensating right. in muscles and not using the ones that you should be using properly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, so I keep it very simple because, you know, I like people to respond and then I could go from there. There's so many different things you could say, and then that's going to bore someone. <laughs> yes, definitely. Right? Definitely. Got to, got to keep them, keep them engaged when you're, when you're, uh, having those conversations. Um, what, what are some, I mean, you mentioned the, the lateral walks with the band, which are, which are great exercises, uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, what, what are some other kind of go-to good runner specific, uh, exercises for somebody who, you know, is listening and, and, you know, I mean, let, let's not, 
throw people under the bus too much. Like, like life is busy and depending on everybody's situation with family and work and kids and trying to train mm-hmm. and, and yada, 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 like there, there, there may, you know, you, you can always try to find a way to trim away a few minutes here and there, but there may be a legitimate, yeah. you know, it is hard to get to the gym for an hour, three times a week or something like that. But what yeah. are, what are some, some good exercises from, from your experience, whether things that you do or, or your, your clients do, or maybe a bit of both that people can, can mix in with, you know, the kind of equipment that you could pick up at, at any store or even without any equipment and be able to do it in, in the house, in the, in the living room. Just like, just body weight. Yeah. Body weight type of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you could do, um, yeah. So for, you know, someone that's like running even, um, body weight squats, like staples. Okay. I wouldn't even necessarily say deadlifts, but even if you pick up a book and like, you could like, just like do deadlifts, mm-hmm. that's really, really important. Um, yeah. So body weight squats, um, also unilateral exercises. The reason being is that trains out asymmetries, which, you know, ties back to when I said my running gait was off, mm-hmm. you know, you want to be symmetrical on both sides. Um, and so just, just real quick, Allie, just for people that, that aren't following the lingo, unilateral, meaning one, one leg yeah, sorry. At, at a time. That's so, my gibberish. That's no, my no, no, gibberish. It's, so it's fine. Yes. I, one I've, leg. Yes. I've, I've been yes, doing that one too, leg or so. one arm. <laughs> yeah, working one yeah, side of the so, body at a time and then making correct. sure that things are you know, asymmetrical. Cause that's meaning that they're not equal from one side to the other. So you might notice for people that are listening, you know, you think your balance is good on both sides, but you always only balance on one foot, try balance on your other foot. And probably you're going to wobble a lot harder on one side or the other. So that means you're asymmetric. You're not equal on both sides. So just to, just to make sure everybody's following along with the lingo here. So sorry to cut you off, but but go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 you're good. I'm also strength, not just balance. So, you know, strength. Um, so like, for example, like, pistol squats are a really, really great go-to because they really hit their, they hit your quads, but they also really hit your hamstrings and your glutes. Those, um, love those. Mm -hmm. Uh, you could do them at home too. If you're sitting on your couch, even like sitting up and down on your couch, uh, you know, highly recommend that. Um, hip bridges. So if you're on the floor, um, and you're raising your hips up and down, Mm-hmm. With two feet on the floor, bilateral for all the, all those listeners, right. um, that's really good too. Um, and then you could make it, you know, one-legged by just keeping one leg out and straight and lifting your um, your hips up, squeezing right. your glutes at the top, going back down. Um, I also definitely recommend, um, you know, trying. You you need to know how to do like a push-up because, um, you know, obviously you want to be overall well-conditioned. Mm-hmm. The reason why that's important is because like you can't just train your lower body with your upper body. So you really need to have a core, um, established. So if you have groceries or, you know, if anyone has groceries, carry them at all times. Um, but you know, definitely like, you know, like a really big go-to that I do, um, is I'll take a resistance band or I'll even just like hold a plank or hold what I call V ups for 30 seconds, like three of them for 30 seconds. Um, you know, not every day, but like do it at least like four times a week. Mm-hmm. Right. So as you slowly build up your core, it's going to stabilize your spine leading to ultimately better posture. Right. Right. And then that will allow you to do other things such as some pulling movements and pushing movements. So some pulling could be if you have a resistance band, um, around the house and you tie it around, you know, maybe like, a like the bottom of your couch or something, um, and you're just like pulling, doing like kind of like seated rows in a way. Uh, that's pulling. That's great. Uh, if you can't do, um, you know, that, if you don't like have a resistance band, um, I would say, you know, just maybe just like 
like taking anything laying around and like trying to like do like a bicep curl with it or like some sort of pulling or like some sort of uh like what something you would do with like the lat pull down or like some something right. like that even like a pull-up bar but right. don't just go straight to pull-ups is like what i'm saying <laughs> right. you, you kind of get the um just so you want to basically you don't only want to be doing pulling exercises because that will make you um imbalanced so right. you also want to offset that with pushing so when i was going back to the push-ups um you know start on an incline like go on the side of your couch do mm-hmm. some push-ups do even wall push-ups um that's great too uh, you know, anything like throwing a ball against the wall, you're still pushing. Right. So, you know, things like that. Those are all things you could do at home. Yeah, totally, totally agree. And, and those are all um, great suggestions. And, and guys, if you're not familiar with how to do those, um, YouTube and Google. I mean, you, just any of those any of those names that, that Allie mentioned, we'll, we'll try to list out a bunch of them in the show notes as well. Um, and, and stay tuned because there's some, there's some things coming down the pipeline that will address those. But, but for now, um, just, just head over to, to the Google and the YouTube, how to do, you know, a, a V up, how to do uh, a, a row without a, you know, how to do a, a seated row, how to do a bent over row, how to do a standing row to get some of those pulling exercises. Like they're, they're all, yeah. they're all over the place. You can yeah. find them. And at, feel free to ask me any questions. These are all body weight. I'm talking right. about like right. zero weights. Yep. Yes. And, and then, yeah. And if, you know, and if, you know, with, with, uh, holidays coming around and, and things like that, new year's resolutions as, as you know, this show's eventually going to get out before, before the new year, of course, um, you know, if you can pick up a couple of things, a resistance band or a couple of, of light weights, then that adds even more options to the things you can do, but you can definitely get started with no weights. Um, just using your body weight, a little bit of creativity, um, and, and get, get some of those strengthening, stability, stabilizing, uh, exercises that are certainly going to help your, your running and just your overall fitness, because let's not kid ourselves. Like we, we might all be runners and we, we are all runners, but we also are all, you know, human beings and we all have other responsibilities. So it's good to be healthy and fit in every phase of life, not just in our running. So, yeah, I would definitely, that's, that's a great point, but I, um, I would definitely say, um, two, two major things I actually forgot to include. Go for it. Um, something in the, it's called the frontal plane. So when you're moving side to side, so like the mm. sides of your like thighs, mm. like the sides of your body, like you don't really work those in real life. <laughs> That's uh, true. That, no, like it's, it's like no one walks sideways, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about that, like those are very important muscle groups to work. Uh, it's, you know, so like try doing, you know, sidewalking planks or just like, raising your leg to the side, little mm-hmm. things like that could like lead to, you know, bigger, bigger things, right. just body weight. Um, also rotating exercises. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing, you know, uh, if, if you want to do a Russian twist, that's fine. Or if you want to take like a, like some, like if you have like a ball laying around and you want to do wood chops, which is, um, you know, like starting at your feet, lifting the ball up, um, up and across. So, like, so you're starting you're on one up, side yeah. of your body down low, coming up, Thank finishing you. up, up high you. on the other side. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like those kinds of things. Um, it's also, you know, it's just very important just because uh, you want to um, like be working like contralateral, which means like opposite limbs mm-hmm. um, also as well, like your your right arm and your right, right leg, for example. Right. Um, so you're, you know, you're just better balanced. Well, and also that like really engages your core too. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the reason why for, from a running perspective, when we run, you know, your right leg goes forward exactly. and, your, and your left arm swings forward. So you, you've got this, this you constant took the words out of my twist. mouth. So yeah, exactly. Yep. Having that, that yep. rotational stability is, uh, yep. is definitely important. Yeah. So when you're running, it's con it's contralateral the entire mm-hmm. time. 
Yep, it, it's it's exactly right, and that's why I, I've talked about this before. But but just to to throw this out there, since we're in the, the the topic, and get your thoughts on it too, Allie. But that's another reason why strengthening your upper body is so important because when you run, you, you're not just you, your arms don't just hang still. Like every time your your legs swing, your arms are swinging too. So having some upper body's endurance, muscular endurance, and, and stability of of the muscles around your, especially around your shoulder blades, your upper back, chest, uh, those those things are kind of important too. Muscular endurance. I love that word. I love, I love the, the use of yes, yes, yes to yes, everything, yes. all that. Yep. So, um, yeah, I could, I could keep talking about this for days and I, I, I have talked about Me it for too. days with, with other folks, but, uh, I know, I know eventually we start to lose people. If we talk too much, you get too far in the weeds mm-hmm. as far as strength training goes. So we'll kind of shift back to, to some of your running stuff, Allie. And, and one of the things okay. that, uh, people know that I can't get enough of, we, we touched on it a little bit, but I'd love to, to go back into it a little bit more is, uh, is Boston. Um, you know, it's, it's a big goal yep. of mine, something that I'm certainly working, working towards, uh, still have plenty of work to do. Uh, like I said, got to get faster and older and, and somewhere we'll, we'll meet in the middle there. But for, for you, I mean, that was something that, that came about pretty early in your, your marathon running, you know, career. Like, like, you know, we already outlined that second race, you almost qualified for it. The third, third race, you blew it out of the water. The fourth race was Boston and, and you crushed it there yeah. as well. What was what was yep. that first Boston Marathon experience like for you as as a runner? What was I I, I oh don't even God. know you know with with where you were in the timeline what your expectations yeah. were going into it, but what what were those yep. expectations and, and how did it live up to it? So when I knew I qualified for the Boston Marathon, when I was there, I was like, oh my, like, I couldn't believe it. It was surreal to me. I. I just, I guess I, it didn't really hit me how serious it was until I was actually at the the runners' village at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And there was people praying, like the elite runners were praying. I was in a pretty elite corral. So, you know, the the past marathons I did, it was kind of more like fun. Right. People were having a good time. And this one, people were like really serious. Um, you know, a few people asked me like, why, why are you running a marathon? You're 26 years old. Like now I'm 29. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's like, because the mean age is 35 for a lot of like female woman, for example. Um, so I, I just said, I just kind of got into it. That's the real truth. Um, and you know, it was, I was terrified. Um, but then again, I had so many emotions running through my body. Um, at the time my grandfather had recently, uh, actually passed away like right before then. And he did want to watch me run that race. So I made a shirt that I wore in honor of like him and running for him. It's also like where my mom grew up. Um, I like, I ran by her old street. So like that was really, uh, you know, touching for me. And the fact that both of my parents could be there at that race, uh, meant a lot to me as well because my dad lives in Thailand. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, when I was lining up, I can't even tell you the nerves going through my body. It was like nothing I've ever experienced. And also, you know, with everything with all like the bombings and everything. Um, there was just like a lot of emotion that day. So was this, sorry to cut in. Was this the year after the bombings? No, it was not the year after okay. it was like three. Okay. It was three. But it was so, still you know, heightened afterwards. You're right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, you know, I mean, it's always going to be, mm. I feel like something. Um, but this was different because first of all, this course, the course is hard. It's hard because Heartbreak Hill is not the first hill. It's the right. third consecutive hill. Yeah, the people third. people don't necessarily realize that, that, that there is, is more than just Heartbreak Hill in, in running the Boston Marathon. Yeah, but when you get over that, you're like, oh, God, I thank God I did it. <laughs> but um, the, the difference here was people go out sprinting, mm-hmm. and they hold that pace. 
Like they, you know, they're going, they're right. going. Um, which was interesting to me because I wasn't really used to that before. Um, and also, you know, people aren't just like talking like la di la di la Like, no, people are very, um, very intense here. Mm-hmm. Also, the course itself is very narrow. Very. Yeah. So you have to be kind of strategic if you weave, if like if you ever weaved uh, through people, you know, you, you kind of got to be careful um, because it's just like, that's the entire course. There's no like part where it winds. Uh, but so the, every single town I passed, I was just smiling because I couldn't believe I was running it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was just so happy, but in so much pain going up heartbreak <laughs> hill. I remember like the smile was just like to like wipe away the pain. Um, when I was at the end, I just remember the last mile, like so clearly I was hysterically crying. Because I was just so happy, like I like couldn't even like believe that I was running this race. And when I passed that finish line, the first person I saw standing there was my mom, wow. and I just like broke down into tears. And she, she was like, "Are you okay?" And I I was just like, "I did it." Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what I kept saying. I I was just so happy. It was it was one of the best feelings of my entire life. I'm wow. sure you could relate. Um, in terms of like running a marathon in general. Mm-hmm. And then it sounds like it was just ramped, ramped up even more uh, for that race for sure. Yes. Yes. W- would you say that you, um, cause I- I've had this conversation with folks as well about the, you know, running it, running it for fun versus racing it. W- where would you say that you fell onto that, onto that spectrum? What was it? It sounds like there was maybe kind of, it, it sounds to me like it was kind of halfway in between, but, but would you say that it was, it was, a uh, a run or a race or, or, or a blend of the two for you for that experience? So, yeah, I totally missed that part of the question. And I was, thank you for resurfacing that. <laughs> um, so I went into the race like beforehand, uh, being like, I want to drop a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I want to run this like a real runner. And when I got there for me, it was, it was more about the experience of like running the Boston marathon. I of course wanted to ma- like match my PR, which I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was very, very happy that I did that. I wasn't like depressed that, you know, I didn't shave off like 14 minutes again, mm-hmm. uh, because I ran the Boston marathon. I matched my PR. It was a great day. It was a great experience. So I would say it was a mixture of both it became a mixture of both. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so then, then, uh, you know, shifting gears to, to New York, which you've run at least a couple of times, if I'm, if I'm putting the pieces together here, maybe, maybe a couple more than that, but at least twice. Um, what's, uh, maybe an impossible question, but, but we'll ask it anyway. What's the uh, comparison and contrast game between New York and Boston? Cause I've not, I've not run either of them. Um, Boston's definitely on my, my list. New York is kind of, you know, Maybe, maybe, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, not anti running New York, but it's not as, as, as high of a, of a priority for me. But, uh, what's, what's your kind of take on, on comparing those two races? Wait, can I ask you why? Why that I, why that I'm not that worried about New York? Yeah. Um, in, in big part, because I don't really like those races that have that many people, um, you know, like, which I know Boston is, so I know that kind of throws that, that out. But I think for me, Boston is more of the, I want to qualify for it. I want to get to that, that level. And then I can just go and just enjoy. And really like my plan for Boston, whenever I get there is to just take, take my sweet time and just enjoy it and cruise and not, not worry about time at all. Um, and you know, like a race with, with 50,000 people or whatever New York's up to this, these days, like that's Mm -hmm. just, 
it's just a lot. Like I, I'm, I'm more of like 5,000 is kind of a lot, but that's an okay number and, and try to go 10 X that. And that's just, whew, like, so it's not enough to, like I said, it's not enough to make me completely turn off and say, there's no way I would ever run New York, but it's just not a huge priority for me. But every time I talk to somebody who's run it, they're like, you got to do it. So it's, it's, it's on my list. Like, it's just not way up there right now. Okay. So I'm just going to start by saying you're making a mistake if you do not <laughs> run the New York City Marathon. Okay. Because it's it's about the experience. It is my favorite marathon for so many reasons. Uh, people of, you know, people from all over the world come to run this marathon. People that can't even really run and are just like beginners or maybe just walk it, they are in the marathon. Mm -hmm. There are elite runners in the marathon and you're bonding with people. Like you're meeting people when you're running. Uh, the energy is unparalleled to any, anywhere, every, every mile along the way, aside the Queensboro bridge, which there actually were spectators this year, like mm -hmm. illegally, but, um, <laughs> like that's like the one area where people cannot watch the New York city marathon. And so it's just, like amazing to see so many New Yorkers out cheering, like as a community, just like cheering all of these runners and maybe even non-runners like doing this race. It's just like, I don't even think of it as a marathon in some ways. It's just a, it's a way to bond with others. Um, it's an event. It's just, it's amazing. Like you, you run through all the different boroughs, you see all like the kind of different, like, the different people, like the different, like, uh, like ways, like the boroughs are and like the types of energy, um, you know, like, uh, like, like just when I was like running through like Harlem, like they were like, do the Harlem shake. Like they like played that. <laughs> so it was, it was just like funny. Like I was laughing. Um, but it's just like, it's almost like, like you're, you're running through like an entertainment, like run. Mm. I, I just, it's it will always be my favorite marathon for gotcha. like so many different reasons than Boston because New York city is just about the experience. It's amazing. I highly recommend that you do it. Boston is, you know, obviously it's the most competitive race in the world. Mm -hmm. So people that run Boston are usually serious runners and that's great. And that's, what's great about Boston because if you're running that you're an elite athlete, in my opinion, um, in most people's it's a different kind of like i want to say subset of people mm -hmm. that run that versus new york city okay okay you're you're i mean like like i said you don't you don't need to like hard sell me on new york although i, although I yeah I, no I'm, I'm trying to you, you, are, not, you it's, are it's not even because i'm from new york i'm telling you it's like you cannot smile like it's just amazing yeah, and, and yeah, it's it's like I said, it's it's something that I keep I kind of keep thinking that one of these one of these years, and of course you know you keep thinking one of these years, and, and eventually you run out of years. But you know one of these years is like ah, I should just probably just put myself into the lottery for it and see what happens. And if I you know that that way at least I'm in. And and if I get pulled, then all right, well shoot, then then we'll go do it. And if not, then then whatever. At least I say I entered the lottery. But you know haven't haven't done that yet. But one of these one of these days we'll put that in we'll put that plan into, into uh, action. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, one other thing, uh, before we, we wrap up today, Allie, uh, that I, yeah. I'm a little bit curious about, and, and I don't know, we, we can go into, to a lot of detail or we can kind of gloss the surface of it, but something that got lost in the shuffle there, uh, at the beginning part of your story was that you were, you were in corporate America. You weren't into this whole fitness, fitness world, I personal was... training, coaching, all the, all that good stuff. Um, 
and and obviously now you are and, and you're all in and you're super passionate about it and and, and it's mm-hmm. it's you know I I'm, I'm there too like I, I left the corporate world to to kind of do this this thing as well. Um, what what was the you know since I know we don't have a whole lot of time left, what was kind of the yeah. straw that that broke the camel's back that got you from to to make the to make the leap because I know that when I was doing it it was like you know you start to think about you know the benefits and the vacation and the yada yada, yada all the all the the reasons oh that you should God. maybe stay in the in the other world and not you know jump into self employment and, and and things like that um, but but what was what was that kind of transition process like for you to to make you finally make the make the move uh, you know to and 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 do it can I just like be honest with you for a second of like course. my heart is beating so fast because. That just reminded me of why I made the change and like reiterated and rehashed in my head of how happy I am that I did. Um, Because I'm just going to tell you that, oh my God, it's, it's so scary, but it's so rewarding in different ways. Um, I know a lot of, most people are, you know, yes, I was in corporate America for six years. Uh, I would almost lie sometimes. Um, well, I would like make up like doctor's appointments to go to the gym and run. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even kidding. I loved running. I would wake up at 5am every day and run before work. Yes, I did that. You know, should not do that every day. Um, <laughs> it was hard to balance the two. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hard because when you're in a nine to five, it's not always nine to five. So, right. you know, if you don't work out in the morning, then it's like, you, you're like, kind of like antsy. It's like, when am I going to get that workout in? Um, and it's, it's really frustrating as a runner just because like you don't want to run at night when like you're mentally exhausted. Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you decided to sleep in that day, so, you know, it was about, I want to say like not when I first went in, um, I want to say the last year I was began thinking about, you know, um, I had a trainer actually, I got a trainer, um, and I joined Equinox mm-hmm. and I, it was like very interesting to me to like, you know, like to see like that kind of lifestyle. And I was like, Hmm, okay. And then I just, you know, was thinking like, well, but like my salary is really great. Like I have really good benefits. Like that's really scary. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know if I could do that, but then, you know, after like several months, I started creating my Instagram following um, and just kind of building content around running basically at first, mm-hmm. uh, you know, promoting different brands. And I really found a passion for that in addition to my running. And so I knew I wanted to do something in fitness and I kept saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to quit corporate America. I'm going to do it like for maybe three months. Right. And it, it never happened. And then one Friday, like I finally did it. And I was so scared, but I said to myself, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go all in. There's no looking back. Like, I will do this. And I knew it was going to be hard. I knew it was. Um, so I, I remember walking into my boss's office and I said, <laughs> this is this is my last day. And he looked at me like, what? And I was like, yeah, this is my last day. Um, I don't want to do this. <laughs> that's, that's what I wow. said. And he actually looked at me and he said, okay, you want to go into fitness, don't you? Like immediately, because everyone in the office knew that I loved working out. Like Mm -hmm. I loved it. And like, actually some people questioned me, like why I wasn't already like doing like something in fitness. Mm -hmm. So I left, I took five months off of work just to kind of like, like kind of 
um, absorb the fact that I left my career <laughs> six right. years uh, in digital advertising. Uh, that's where that's like the field I was working mm. in, digital ad tech. And, um, you know, then I I was I came to Equinox and I'm still here and I started as a personal trainer um, with that background. Now, you know, it was really it, it, it was like it's still the best thing mm. that's ever happened to me because I am still learning. But from then up until now, the amount that I've made myself learn that I've had the opportunity to learn has been like the it's just been life changing. It's been amazing. And yes, it's been really scary. But as time has gone on, things have just gotten better in terms of what you mentioned, like, you know, salary, um, like benefits, um, just a balance a little bit, having like to worry less about, you know, like, am I, am I, can I make a living Mm -hmm. off in this career or whatnot? It's really what you put into it. That, that I will, I want everyone listening to understand, like you cannot expect things to happen for you. Uh, You really have to be a go-getter in this industry. Yeah. So I want to say that if you're passionate about it, the money follows passion Mm -hmm. comes first. Yeah, that's totally agree. And, 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 you know, I, I know for, for myself, I feel like I hear a lot in some of the, uh, the entrepreneur circles and things like that, where it's like, you know, it, it, there, you know, we, we all know this, I think intuitively, but it's sometimes you forget there is no overnight success. So you, you, it takes some work to get to that point. But yeah, if, if you're passionate about it and you stick with it, it, it the uh, success can come same with, same with running, of course, too. You know, if, if you, if you just dabble, you're never going to see that, that growth as a runner. But if you, if you stick with it and commit, uh, you can, you can see that growth, you know, month to month and certainly year to year. Uh, one other question about the, the, um, professional switch for you, Allie, um, has, has it ever gotten to a point where, um, where the hobby, where, where it was the hobby, where the working out and the running and the things like that was, was something that you enjoyed doing and it, it was a stress reliever and, and it was, uh, something that, that was fun for you, but it wasn't your job. Now that it is your job, has that, uh, I know sometimes people can, can handle that and it's fine. And sometimes people are like, Oh God, like now I hate working out or I hate running because it's my job. doesn't sound like that's the case for you, but have there ever been any moments where, where being active and, and running and working out has lost some luster because you're doing it for work now? So aside from when I overtrained my body, no, because <laughs> right. anyone that I work with at Equinox, like at Rockefeller center will tell you, like, I, like I almost have to remind myself that like my workout hour that I block out is over because mm-hmm. I love, I love, and I don't just run like I'm whatever, whatever I've programmed, like, um, whatever I'm doing, I, I enjoy it. I'm not just doing it because I'm a trainer right. and it also helps me to like, you know, enhance my clients programs, but, mm-hmm. um, no, I've never gotten sick of it. I love it. I love it still. Good. And you know, that just proves it's that like that it just, that's even like said, I, I, it reminds me that I know I made the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. That's, that's uh, pretty much where I am too, where it's like, you know, there's, there's always going to be a little aspect here, there of a job that you don't necessarily always love, but like every day, like I'm excited to go to work. So it, it makes me know that uh, I'm doing, I'm doing the right thing as well. So as we're, as we're wrapping up here, Allie, the, the, the way I like to, uh, to close the conversation is with, uh, something that I call a philosophical question, which is basically just a fancy way of saying it's, it's like the introductory <laughs> question. It's, it's open-ended. Okay. Uh, you can take it whichever, ever direction you want to go. And this is where we'll, we'll officially put the bow on things for today. Um, but uh, outside of the career switch, because that might be the, the, the most obvious answer, but outside of, outside of that, um, 
how has getting into running changed you as as a person? You know, if if you look back four, five, six, eight years from ago, you know, before you started running, um, to where you are now, is there anything that you can point to and say, wow, like if if I hadn't, you know, kind of gotten into this into this sport and gotten out of the pool and gotten onto the roads and 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 running, uh, you know, maybe this wouldn't have have ever whatever this is hadn't hadn't evolved. So, uh, is there a way? Is there anything you can point to and say that running has uh, how running has changed you over the over the years? Yes. Um, well, first of all, it's made me just more of a confident individual of what my body could do. But not only that, I don't think I would have gone into fitness full time if I wasn't able to like run Mm -hmm. or be good at like something, um, athletic, because that's what kind of sparked my interest in the field in the first place. And then I wanted to know like everything else, which is like, it's the list is endless, which I'm sure, (laughs) you know, um, there's so much more, there's so much more. Um, so, you know, I, yeah, I mean that like just very short and sweet. Perfect. Confidently say that. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's a great way to to wrap up. It's why I love those, those questions at the end. Uh, once again, guys run with com is the website, Instagram at run with And again, that's Allie with two L's, one I a L L I, uh, disruns.com slash six, five, six is the link that'll take you back to the show notes for today's episode. We'll have everything linked up there, photos, blog posts, the whole, the whole nine yards, disruns.com slash six, five, six. So, uh, Allie, thank you for, for taking the time today. Certainly, uh, appreciate it. Had a, had a blast chat and could have, could have kept going for uh, quite a bit longer, but I know we've got, uh, we've all got things that we need to get, get doing and people aren't going to listen to it if, if we talk on forever, but, uh, who knows, maybe down the road, we can circle the wagons and do this again at some point, but, uh, certainly appreciate it. Thanks for the time and, and nothing but the best going forward for you. Yeah. Thank you. You as well. All right, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. As per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from this episode. What was something that Allie and I talked about that uh, stuck in your mind a little bit or that resonated or that uh, that you didn't like? What, what, what was that big thing that stood out to you from today's episode? Always love to hear those those thoughts and those feedbacks and takeaways. And uh, before before I turn you loose and tell you to send me your, your stuff, uh, obviously I'm going to give you give you mine. So you get to hear mine whether you whether you like it or not. Although I guess if you don't like it at this point, you can just turn the turn the damn thing off, right? But uh, but anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, my takeaway was when Allie was talking about how uh, you know if if somebody talked to her, whether it's it's an athlete she's working with or somebody that that she you know is interacting with on social media or wherever it is, if if a runner tells her that that they don't need to do strength training. Uh, you know, she basically said, instead of fighting them about it, or instead of telling them that they're wrong, instead of, instead of being combative, combative, com- instead of, instead of disagreeing vehemently with them, uh, Allie said, you know, she, she kind of asked questions. She probes, well, why do you think that? And, and where have you heard, you know, where have you heard that that's, that that's the better choice or, or whatever. But basically, you know, the, the, the moral of the story there being that she doesn't confront them. She isn't, isn't you know, directly confrontational, directly combative towards, towards that person. Instead, she, she engages in a conversation. And, you know, the, the reason that that stood out to me is just, you know, it kind of goes back to that old saying that you catch more flies with, with honey than you do with vinegar. And, and just how important it is to, uh, you know, kind of be, allow people to not be on the, be put on the defensive. So if you go in there in a combative situation like that, people are obviously going to be defensive and, and they're going to not hear what you have to say. And so, you know, whether that's, that's trying to, to explain the value of strength training or whether, you know, wh- whether this is something that, that you're at a race and there's a runner that's doing something that, you know, 
is not the best choice. Maybe maybe doing static stretching before a run, something we've talked about before. You know, leaning down, stretching the hamstrings before the race, or pulling their foot back and stretching the quad and holding that stretch before a race, and 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 you know that that's going to impact their performance and and not be good for them. Instead of just marching up to that person, especially if maybe it's a friend or something like that, and being like, "Dude, you know what are you doing? Like that's that's the dumbest thing you can do before a race." They're going to go on the defensive, but but maybe you know you, there's a way to to have that conversation a bit. Uh, a bit softer, a bit more gently and be like, Hey, I see that you're, you're stretching. Does that, does that help you, you know, run better and, and get them talking? Um, and then you can be like, well, cause I've, I've heard from this, this clown on the, on the internet, uh, this guy named Diz that, that actually makes, makes you run slower after you stretch like that. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, I'm just trying to, to figure this out and, and it's a way to kind of start the conversation. And for the record, the physiology is on my side on this one. Static stretching before before a race, especially before a hard run, um, decreases muscle power. So you're going to run slower afterwards. So, you know, physiology, science for the win. But but again, you don't come into it with that attitude of, I'm right, you're wrong. But you come into it with an attitude of, of I want to understand. Uh, talk to me. Tell, me. tell me why you're doing these things. And it's just, you know, it's just something that obviously we can use in running, but we can use it in all other areas of life as well. When you're in that situation where, where it could be, where if you kind of come at somebody directly, they're going to get defensive. The situation, whatever the the situation is that you're trying to resolve, it's not going to resolve very well, but come at it gently, come at it with, with kindness, with love, with, with peace, with humility. And you've got a much better chance of, of engaging in a conversation and then getting somewhere, you know, and, and. Lord knows we don't need any more politics and social media type of conversations here, but another perfect example, you know, on social media, it's, it's you're wrong. I'm right. Well, maybe that, maybe that really is the case more often than not, it's somewhere in the middle, but you come at it with that direction and it gets nowhere, but you come at it with, I'm trying to understand this from, from your perspective. Cause I, the way I see it, it couldn't be more wrong, but maybe I'm missing something. So you come at it with, with that kind of humility and, and you can start that conversation and maybe you can see some things their way. They can see some things your way and you can find some common ground. So anyway, there's so many applications for this, so many ways that we can use this, this type of, of, you know, not being combative and not putting somebody on the defensive. Uh, and that was just why I think in, in this climate that we live in these days, that, that, that comment from, from Allie and that whole, her whole answer to that question really just resonated with me, uh, during this episode. So that was my biggest takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from this episode? You can leave me a, a long drawn out message like this, or you can leave something short, short and, and sweet. But as, as you know, whichever way it is, I definitely love to hear those takeaways. So let me know on the Twitter, on the Instagram at Dizrun, shoot me a message, uh, tag me in a post, whatever it is. Love to hear those types of things. You can also shoot me an email, of course, Dizruns at gmail.com. And uh, last but not least, although there's probably other ways as well, but but the last of the, the big ways is to head over to the show notes for this episode, disruns.com slash 656, and leave your comments and thoughts and feedbacks and takeaways right there in the comment section of the show notes for this episode. Uh, and while you're there, you've got we've got all of the, the links from that we talked about from this episode, contact info for Allie, all of the things linked up right there, disruns.com slash 656, and leave me a comment with your takeaway while you're at it. So... That is about it for today. Once again, energybits.com. If you need some more green in your diet, and Lord knows, I do. <laughs> I've got I've got a couple bags on the way. If you want a couple of, of, of bags of bits to uh, help you stay a little bit more on top of, of getting some some good vitamins, some good some good nutrition in your system during the holidays and beyond, uh, energybits.com. Use the code DizRuns at checkout. All one word: D I Z R U N S. You save you twenty percent. Throw a couple shekels in in the coffers for for the show as well. Uh, so we all win 
energybits.com. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. Thanks to Allie for taking the time. Of course, thank you for taking the time as well for, uh, for listening. For, for chiming in with your thoughts and your feedbacks, uh, for sharing the show, all you do to support support what we've got going on here. Uh, it's been, a, you know, I know we're not quite at the end of 2018 yet as this show gets released, but it's been it's been a hell of a year and uh, certainly looking forward to making 2019 even bigger and better. I've got already got several plans, several ideas, several possibilities, uh, and, and hopefully with a little bit of uh, luck and some more hard work, uh, there'll be some more things coming as well. But uh, it's, it's been great, and you guys are all at the center of it. That everything that, that each and every person that listens to the show does to, uh, to help us grow, to tell others about the show, to, get, to buy me a cup of coffee, to, to leave a review, uh, all the things. Appreciate you guys. So thank you for listening. Thanks for, for being you. Uh, and until next time, please be well. Take good care. Thank you again for listening, and uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Take care, guys. <laughs>